Listen to the show and peep what these dudes bring If you didn't know it's an orange and blue thing Hope to win the championship in a few rings It's an orange and blue thing Walk off if the game's tied like shoestrings It's a Mets podcast, orange and blue thing Beat the other team with defense in a few swings LFGM, it's an orange and blue thing What's up, Mets fans? Back at you. Another week of Orange and Blue Thing. It is Tuesday. We are back on a somewhat regular schedule. Let's I think go. we're going to be Tuesdays for a while now, I think. The Mets are 40-22. and 22, Five games up on the Braves, who are hot lately. They won 12 yes, straight. And uh, we're going to get into that in just a little bit. But we have a guest today, our first guest of 2020. We do. Well, our last guest, what, 2022. Shit, I just said 2020. <laughs> Oh, fuck. I'm all over the place. Don't send me back to 2020. Um, we we've (laughs) had to be fair, we've had a couple of guests this season, but kind of like last minute. We had Zappa, we had Joe come on that one time. Did we? Yeah. Well, this is like an official guest guest. Like Zappa was like, hey, can you discredit them? Can you get in the mile high club with us really quick? Right. Uh yeah. So Jake's gonna join us in a little bit, who kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't know much about Jake, uh, if anything, before he got this gig as the new road radio voice alongside Wayne mm-hmm. on the Mets on the Mets broadcast. So we will bring him on in just a little bit, but we have a lot to catch up on. It's been a hectic week. It's been a hectic 10 games for the Mets. They did come back home. They will be back home mm-hmm. tonight. The Mets are five, five on the road. And uh, honestly, I feel like that is best case scenario. I mean, uh, honestly, best case scenario is what it went, went 10 and oh my which God, is no. not realistic. But given the fact that Francisco Lindor fractured his hand in a hotel door, right? Pete Alonso and Starling Marte both somehow avoided DL stints with their injuries. I think five and five is without a doubt best case scenario. And I saw a stat that said, and I don't remember exactly the numbers. How many games up are they right now over the Braves? Is it five, five, five games? So when Scherzer went down, I think they had a five and a half game lead. Right. And throughout all of this, no, after that six. six game, but now it's five, right. which is really like. Like that's I, I would have signed up for that of when course. Scherzer got hurt after that West Coast road trip to know that we're still like right there. So it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. So it did come out. I think yesterday uh, there was a photo of Scherzer and his family flying to New York and they are they are still taking care of those adoption fees. So if you haven't awesome. heard about that, go check out Twitter. But um, yeah, he is heading to New York. I guess the plan is to hopefully start getting him to ramp up soon um and we'll see what happens i mean honestly to get it, it's kind of like it used to be a cop-out we've talked about it before on the show it's like oh during the trade deadline if you get back a couple pieces it feels like you made a big trade right. uh just by getting guys back but mm-hmm. these aren't little pieces yeah you get back scherzer and Degrom, arguably the two best pitchers in the game right now and the mets have been doing what they've been doing up to this point mm-hmm. without them Oh, my God. I know. And what's nice about that is what was frustrating about, you know, people saying that was that would be the old regime's reasoning for not doing anything at the trade deadline. This regime still very well may do something and we get them back, which is what makes it amazing. So, yeah, very before we go any further, this was pointed out just a second ago. Um, I don't I don't remember what account posted it, but uh, I did a, a quick screenshot of the um the clip because today is the 35 year anniversary of a pretty boy. So if you know what that is, if you're a Seinfeld fan, I was talking to Julia. I wasn't sure if she was into Seinfeld or not, but we are all very familiar with this 100%. episode. And uh, here's Keith on Seinfeld, not 35 years ago, but they're talking about an instance 35 years ago. Correct. Oh, 
me refresh your memory. June 14th, 1987. Mets, Phillies, you made a big error, cost the Mets the game. Then you're coming out the parking lot ramp. You said, nice game, pretty boy. <laughs> Excellent. So there's always, you know, there's a million great Keith quotes, but that's something that going to, I mean, honestly, there was a, uh, that alarm, an alarm clock, clock yes. for it from the Brooklyn Cyclones. Yes. Uh, shout out to them. We're going to be there next weekend. Um, yeah. So Keith's the man. Those tickets obviously sold out super quick last Thursday. I didn't even like heavily promote it because I knew it was going to be something no where need. it's like, they're going to sell out. People are going to be angry. Right. Let's just, you know, announce it right. and then let it do its thing. Just like Subway Series. Subway Series goes up this Thursday. I send out one email or two emails about it. I that's think that's it. probably all we're going to do. Yeah. Um, do you watch Survivor? I don't, but I know you're a big fan. Okay. So Mike, who's on Survivor, I think we talked about him on the show. Maybe I talked to you about it. Okay. He was the runner up this season. He's a Mets fan. He's going to come and sit with us on uh, for the Subway Series. Oh, I know so, you talked about him being a Mets fan. I don't remember that part of it, but that's cool. Yeah. He was going to hit Philly with us. He's not going to be in town uh, in August, but he's like, hey, I will be around for Subway Series. I'll come to that. Awesome. So, hell yeah. so he's coming. So if you're a Survivor fan, uh, Mike from Survivor, he lives in Hoboken. Uh, I don't know if he's still a fireman, but he was a fireman. Amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, so Mike from uh, Survivor, that's going to be pretty cool for him to come out. So I don't know if it's ever happened. I mean, fact checkers could let me know, but the Mets and the Yankees are both the best teams in their leagues at the exact same time. And it's almost July. So I don't know if that's ever happened, but like. I mean, other than 2000. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, obviously, right. I just mean like this early in the season for sure, for you know sure. for not, not this early but like almost halfway of the season for yeah. the, both of the mets and the yankees to be tops of their division very exciting yeah very it's also exciting. making me extremely anxious for the subway series i put I a bet down yesterday there was a boost on one of the betting apps i use i don't know if there was a boost but it was like a promoted thing on the top top of the banner there uh -huh. it's like hey uh mets and yankees are both hot do you want to throw down money on them both winning the you know the NL and AL so like a parlay yeah. for them both to make the World Series. Did so, you? Yeah, through a couple. So bucks now we're that. now we're rooting for the Yankees. I mean, I'm not rooting for them, but it, like it's weird when it comes to betting. We were talking about that. Like when you throw in a batter on the opposite team on a parlay to get a hit, it's like you don't want the Mets to lose. But like, hey, but... is is like Mookie Betts going to get a hit tonight? Like probably. Like it's not a bad thing to put a dollar on it. You know. Interesting. So anyway, you know what's more interesting? The all the people who have been following along each week who want to tell your know. bets. Last I week, look how quickly he turns it on me when I call. You dropped the ball so big last week. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's, I mean, here's the lineup. Yeah, no problem. I'll get right, right back to you. And then like, can I tell you exactly what happened? Because I didn't even realize until after. Did a bird shit on your head or something? No, not this time. <laughs> Thank God. But um, in my messages, I had gotten like a like a spam text from some like website I signed up for for discounts, whatever. And I went to swipe and delete that. I accidentally swiped and deleted our messages. So I, I never saw it and I forgot to go back to it. I saw your text. I was like, okay, let me come back to it. And then I completely forgot. Got stuck on the phone with my mom for like two hours and then whatever. And then what I really fucked up was like, okay, you know what? I'll do a bet the day before the show. So it's like fresh in everyone's memories, whatever. Uh -huh. Not realizing yesterday was an off day. So right. that was my mistake. Tonight I will Tonight. have one. And maybe I'll do a second one later in the week to make up for it. We'll see if I remember. I got to start keeping Stay track of what you're. Oops, I just spilled a little <laughs> bit of tea. Um, <laughs> I, I love got, that phrase. And, oh, yeah, actually, that's funny. Darren spilled the tea. But I really did spill tea <laughs> on my mouse pad over here. Um, yeah, I got to keep track of like your your earnings and your winnings because you only had that one week where you got reckless. But like it wasn't even reckless. It was pretty reckless. It was Get, justified just focus, statistically. Focus tonight. <laughs> 
Well, we're going to send you the, the lineup okay. you, now that you can't check it by the, like, the 30 beat writers that all write the same thing on the I internet. Understand. I'll be modest. Check the lineup. Send me what you want to do. Bassett's on the mound tonight. He's been shaky. Yeah, but my last winning bet he was on the mound for. Okay. So so Bassett's looking to bounce back. I mean, he did. You know what's funny? Like, he had that very strong start, and then he, um, what what they call it? Like, reach arbitration, whatever. He reached a right. deal with the Mets, and then after that, he tanked. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? He got the bet. Like, not that he's, like, you know, killing it by any means as far as, like, right. you know, Scherzer payments. But I was also going to say, and someone pointed this out, and I can't remember who, that I feel like Scherzer not being there is also affecting him because – and who knows how true that really is. But every time you look at you, the they're camera together, pans, yeah. the dugout, they're always together. So who knows? Having shows are back could could help him as well. We'll see. So I like this graphic. Finally, the Mets are getting a little respect from MLB. I don't know who comes up with these power rankings, but the Mets, for some reason, are not towards the top. What are they based on? I have no idea. I don't get it. I, I don't know. I really don't know. I couldn't tell you. But either way, the Mets are now second on the power rankings above the Dodgers in third, the Padres in fourth, the Astros in fifth, and the Yankees are on top. So Yankees and Mets, number one, number two, power rankings by MLB. Someone could let us know how they come up with that because we have absolutely no idea. I would love to know. So I saw something last night on Twitter. I uh, can't remember the girl's name, but she wrote something like, hey, why hasn't Pete been announced yet for the uh, Hormone Derby? Like they want to have like a three-peat or have right. him go, uh, you know. Uh, defend his Has title. Has anyone been invited to it yet? I announced? think so, but I heard on Sunday when I was heading home from Anaheim, which took all freaking day. <laughs> uh, I saw I bought my flight way too late. I couldn't get a direct, so I had a layover in Dallas. Oof. It was supposed to be twenty minutes, ended up being like two hours. Like, and it worked out great. Like the gate that I was exiting, uh-huh. I only had to walk one over, which right. I've ne- it's never happened. Never I've that had, easy. Like you're running like home alone through right. the airport trying <laughs> right. to catch your next flight. So I'm like, oh, great. I'm, I'm actually like early, you know, so we got on the plane and they're like, we're going to just do a little maintenance. I'm like, you don't want to hear like we're maintenance, doing maintenance while on you're a, on the plane. No, that you don't want to hear like mate, like you're fixing something yeah. about to, you know, we're bringing an airplane, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, whatever maintenance. <laughs> so then they're like, we're also going to turn off the air. It's 100 degrees in, in Texas. So like you might want to lower your um your shades to keep the cool air in because the hot air right. from the from the sun, the sun. Might, you know whatever and they're like we're gonna also turn off the air conditioning so they turned the ac off in dallas we sat on the runway for an extra hour <gasps> with Sucked. no ac yeah, it turned it was like flickering in and out but whatever they fixed that i watched the game on the flight so back to alonzo so i watched the game it was a espn game and they kept calling tomas nito thomas which which so bothered the shit out of me it's like yeah. you know we'll talk to jake in a little bit about like prep right but like tomas nito has been a met for a couple most, years now and the most disrespectful thing you can do is mispronounce somebody's name or if you're not sure not like confirm is this how it's pronounced or whatever that's really yeah so in between, did you watch the game on sunday i did in and out all right so in between the uh mike trout you know <laughs> it was i saw the mike trout interview show that i like, saw uh, you know uh jd davis said a home run during the trout interview yeah. and they were like almost mad he had a home run because <laughs> they, they couldn't talk to trout about the weather um so anyway during the broadcast long story short right they said that um i think it was that broadcast at least one of them this weekend probably the only one because i was at the other two <laughs> they said Pete alonzo doesn't want to commit to the home run derby unless he's an all-star Huh. So le- the last one he went to, Regardless. he wasn't an all-star. He was just in the derby. Right. So now he's like, all right, I want to focus on being there because of my playing ability. Which and I think then is I'll very fair, especially yeah. given this. Season and he's, he's by having. far an all-star. Yeah. I-, I think like Paul Goldschmidt is really like his only competition and he might start. But 
he Pete Alonso, there's no reason he shouldn't be on the team. So oh, of course. I completely agree with that. But I like that. I like that he's being like, yes. you know what? I'll I'll go, but only if I'm there to be right. you know, on the roster or right. you know, uh, you know, as an all-star. And it's in LA too. So it's like if he wasn't does he really want to do this bounce back right. for, back and forth again? And I mean, I'm sure there's see, some kind of bonus too. But I know how our both of our feelings are for All Star voting, but it's a little different this year. Did you what, see how no, it's set the up? So there's two phases. Phase one, I hope I get this right. Phase one, you vote on. It's like the regular voting. You vote on whatever at the cutoff date, which I forget exactly what it is. I think like July 1st or something. But at that point, the top vote getter at each position at that point is automatically on the team starting whatever. And then phase two, they take the top two vote getters. So I guess like second and third place. Mm -hmm. And you're just voting for them. So all of the votes, which I guess it's a good thing. All of the votes are going but you towards still have to do people. it like every day. I mean, if you're, you know what I mean? if it's you're like, that deca that dedicated, but I think it eliminates the people who are just like, oh, well, you know, I love the Mets, so I'm going to vote for Eduardo Escobar, who right. love him, but he's not an all-star. Right, 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 you know, right. I think we it all takes... used to do that, though. You'd sit there right. at Shea and like, pop oh, yeah, out only the Mets. But I think it takes that factor out of the equation when it really counts to make sure I guess they're doing their part to ensure that the fan voting is a little more accurate. So that's interesting. Check that out if you're interested, I guess. But um, I can't get into the whole like vote 10 times a day from every email address you have. You know, like I, I agree. I don't know what the answer is. When I was young, I, I used to be really that. into it. And it was also I feel like it used to be a little easier to just like click and go and whatever. But um, but yeah, I don't know. It's different uh, now. Whatever. So the the voting out. will never be something that's unanimously agreed upon. But like, of course, whatever Any the system is now, I guess it's working for them. But I, it's just I, I find it annoying. Um. <laughs> So while we're talking about Pete Alonso, how about this from the other night? I mean, the Mets got blown out. It was in the top of the eighth, but uh, Pete Alonso did send a, a home run to us. That was pretty nice of him. Huh. It's off the eighth inning. Mets are down by a lot. Alonso hammers one. Now the seven line's going to get a souvenir at least. Home run, Pete Alonso. It's his 17th of the year. <laughs> so that's nice of Wayne. Always nice to hear Wayne in the booth. So, um... Yeah, the game the game was what it was on Saturday night. Not much to talk about there. I mean, it's it's kind of a broken record at this point because like when I'm there and I'm like, man, this is going to be great. We're having fun at the pregame <laughs> party. We're walking over. We're right. a strong force. People are so confused by us in the streets. Um, yeah, how was that walk? Great. Yeah, it was great. Um, I mean, it's it's tough because nothing. I'm not going to shit on the rest of the walks, but nothing is going to top San Diego because yeah. we were like in a city. I like, know there. And Anaheim, I was never been. I've never been there before. I was right. very like, not caught off guard, but I thought it was a city. It's okay. not like you. I got to there, got from the airport to the hotel, and between my walk to the ballpark was one Del Taco, no skyscrapers, <laughs> no business. Oh, like, it was wow. like nothing there. Yeah. Like it was just apartments, right. which is cool, I guess, if you live in that town and like you're a fan. Yeah. But uh, there was really nothing there. So, um. Yeah, the uh, the walk was cool. It was more fun because we purposely picked the place that was a little bit further right. that wanted to work with us. Right. Like I called that first place. I don't know if I told you about it. It was oh, yes. a similar situation as Colorado. Mm -hmm. We're like, we don't do discounts. We don't we don't do deals. We don't really care if you come or don't come. I was like, all right, then fuck you guys. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. So I looked it up and there was like a great local smaller business. It's only been around for like two years called Bruheim. Shout uh -huh. out to them. They did it great. They were nervous because they're like, we're not usually built for this right. type of crowd. And uh, they didn't want to like, bring in extra staff if we weren't going to pack it out which is kind of crazy given the like the angels should be so good and they just like never are and it makes no sense that's whatever that's that's a topic for a different podcast but yeah <laughs> they were talking to try about that you know, during the gush fest about yeah. like are they 
are are they wasting you? You yeah. know, and like, what is he supposed what to do? What is he say supposed yes? to say? Yeah. yeah, like, oh yeah, totally. I I don't want to get to the playoffs. Right. Not. But uh, it was fun. And once we got to the game, obviously uh, things didn't go as planned, and unfortunately they lost on the outing night. But you know what's what's most important is after the fact. When I get to the hotel, after I get the fuck out of there. It's like right. if the Mets win, like yeah, I'll stick around for fireworks. Yeah. Like I'll do this to do that. I gave away the big heads, mm-hmm. Alex Cooper. <laughs> Who's going to call Alex Cooper? I don't know. Some girl was like <laughs> talking about it. I was like, you want it? I was yeah. like, just keep it. Keep like, it. Yeah, I'll keep it. Um, Alex Cooper, Mrs. Matt, and the kid from um, Angels, in the, Angels in the Outfield. Yeah. They all were gone. And I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> and I, there's a photo I posted, which, I mean, shout out to the iPhone. How good is this picture? That's great. No filter or anything. And I'm, this is what I'm seeing as I'm walking depressed Honestly, out of the ballpark. Honestly, the fireworks are more fun and more visually pleasing to watch from the outside of the stadium not than here, the though, inside. Because it's not like City Field where, oh, no? you know, City Field, they like bring out those like go-karts with yes. the fireworks on yeah. it. Um, here, they have the open back. So they have a lot of the big ah, ass fireworks in the in the parking lot like Shea used to I do. I see. So whatever. I have no interest in like sitting there after the Mets lose and whatever so i got the fuck out of there and then um you know head home on saturday on sunday morning but the uh the game itself sucked but if you were back to what i was saying i'm all over the place today (laughs) but back to what i was saying like if you showed up for the weekend friday was great sunday was awesome if you stuck around you did see a winning series yeah um and then it is what it is but just you yeah (laughs) it's i maybe i'm bad luck or or whatever but the you record know, doesn't lie. No, the people like to bring that up. They say it all the fucking time. Yeah. Like, oh, they always lose when you're there. Like, they don't look at. I mean, they do right. sometimes, <laughs> but like over, over they're in, they're 128 outings, and we're still like 15 games over 500 or something yeah. like that. So yeah, they lost, but they won in Kansas City. They won in San Diego. They won in the first time I went to Miami. They mm-hmm. won in Colorado. They won in Baltimore. They like I could rattle them off. They did lose a lot. They right. lost in LA last year. Yeah, I know. I was there. Yeah, it Pittsburgh. Sucked. We don't want to talk about uh, it. Pittsburgh. They were winning until the ninth. San Francisco. They were winning until the ninth. The last so, Philly game. But the it, it, if you take any anything away from the whole thing, it's like the tweets I see after the fact when I write like, "Hey, this was such a bummer." You know, unfortunately, uh, they lost or whatever. But then you'll see tweets from people who are like, you know what? My kids had so much fun. Yes, of course. They loved it. They loved the chance. They loved meeting you. They want, I walk around and give stickers to the kids and stuff. Like they have such a good time that hopefully when the dust settles and the parents are upset that they lost or whatever, they're like, well, my kids had a good time. We're going to do this again. And those kids might be like, wow, I'm a fan for life now. Yeah, exactly. Um, And it's weird because like I, there's so many like correlations between like early memories of what makes you a fan or this or that. Uh, my my grandparents <clears throat> used to have a timeshare in Virginia Beach, and we'd go every summer to Virginia Beach for a week. Fun. And this was like the late '80s, and I saw like a BMX freestyle show on the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. There was no ramps or anything. It was like little tricks on the ground. And I was like, "This is so cool!" And like, it was like my first experience of seeing BMX bike riding. Right. But then I wanted to do it. You that know, so it. it's the kind of thing where it's like you. You see something early on, like when I met Bo Field and I was like, wow, she's yeah. doing her thing at Shea. And I was like, I want to do that. You yeah. Know? So hopefully everyone has fun or has much fun as they could possibly have. And then be like, well, you know what? I'm enjoying my life. Uh-huh. I'm surrounded by people who enjoy the same thing I enjoy. Right. And we're all here having fun. So exactly. that's the whole bottom line. But um, but you had fun on Friday. Friday was sick. Friday yeah. was great. Hung out with David Wright for a little bit. It's Love so that. sick being on like a first name basis with David Wright. So weird. Uh, Cause you know, in our group chat, 
someone posted that they saw him and I screenshot it and I was yes. like, yo, look who's here. Yeah. And then in our chat, we were like dissecting, <laughs> dissecting like, where is he? What section? Where, What's in where the background? Where could he possibly be? Like, right. Uh, clearly his spots already have been blown up because it's on the internet. Right. So I didn't want to be the first guy to go down there and like bother him and uh -huh. open up the floodgates. But someone I else did it for you. So perfect. No, no. And I think it's so, when Kara met up, yes. up with him too, mm -hmm. I think it's incredible that he, at this point of his life and career, still just sits in the seats. I know. Like right in the stands, right behind the Doesn't dugout. Doesn't need a suite. He wasn't in the front row. He was like 10 rows back. Yeah. Like, like awesome. I feel like he just like went on like TickPick himself and bought those seats. Yeah. Just, right. Awesome. Shout out to TickPick. He probably <laughs> does do that. Um, yeah, so that's it's pretty sick that David David was there. Let me pull up the photo if you haven't seen it, just so I could show off again. I really wish um, you got the full shirt in there. And we picture. did talk about you. That's and so in the text, nice. you were saying that uh did he you're like, did he bring it up or did you bring I it up? I was really only because Kara <laughs> had just saw him before and like in that I was joking. I was like to Kara because I I had showed her that he was there. I was like, Oh, go find him because whatever he had she had said earlier if david's there i have to find him so whatever and yeah. i was like oh well i got the assist like tell him i said hi and so she did and then you went down not soon after i'm like did you tell him i said hi too because he's probably like enough <laughs> come say hi yourself or leave no, me he alone knows, he knows that we do the show together right and he's and we were, he was asking if we we're gonna have the whole group out tomorrow uh -huh. this was on friday i was like yeah we're gonna have like uh 1200 people here he's like oh he asked if you were gonna be there I and, him. and I said, no, but you know, I was like, no, you know, Julia, like, thank God, Julia's home doing her thing, you know? Um, so we are going to bring Jake on in a second, but we do have to talk about our friends at TickPick. Of course. Because the Mets are back in town tonight. Yes. And uh, if you want to go pick up a ticket, Julia could tell you how. Oh, go to TickPick. <laughs> Download the TickPick app. Um, like I've said, I have been saying it forever and I'll say it to the day I die. TickPick is the best source of the, the best way to get your tickets, not directly from the Mets themselves. There are no service fees, no extra taxes, nothing hidden. The price you see is the price you get. I have 11 actually, bucks tonight, 11 bucks. And honestly, if you wait a couple hours, I'm sure it will go down even more and you can still get it for that price. Exactly. Um, I'm actually this weekend going to Atlantic city to see John Mulaney. Got my tickets courtesy of TickPick. We have amazing seats closer than I ever thought I would be able to get. I don't Atlantic even know city. who John Mulaney is. Oh my God. John Mulaney. <laughs> well, he's been very controversial like the past couple of years. Um, mostly just for what he's doing off the stage comedically, but, um, is that a word comedically? Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, but he is a comedian. He was a writer for SNL for a long time. He has hosted an SNL bunch. He's very funny. He has a very unique sense of humor. So we are going to see his new standup show. Um, and I was able to get my tickets on TickPick, free of taxes and fees, super close for my boyfriend for his graduation. Humble brag. Uh, but it's <laughs> 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 so funny. Every time someone says it now, I laugh. But um, but yeah, TickPick is the best. So it doesn't even have to be Mets tickets, although obviously that is what we're here to promote because we are kind of a Mets podcast. But we literally are. any show, concert, comedians, whatever the case may be, go to TickPick. They are the place to get your tickets. Yeah, no fees at all, guys. So check it out, TickPick.com. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that little sound is. In Every the back. single week. It happens once in a <laughs> while, week. but thanks to TickPick. We appreciate it so much. Yes. So we are going to welcome in. Oh, he's here. Oh, he is here. Hold on. I got it rid of TickPick. <laughs> hey, guys. I don't understand hey. what's going on here. Hold on one second. Sorry about that. So um, hold on as I shift my page here. <laughs> Jake, as you could tell We're early on, if you haven't watched the show, uh, we are very, very polished broadcast here. So yeah, no, you guys are super organized. This is great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so our next guest is a lifelong Mets fan from Port Washington, who's been on the broadcasting grind after graduating college just five years ago. He's a lifelong fan, like I just said, and the newest road radio voice of our New York Mets. It is Mr. Jake Eisenberg. What's up, Jake? Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Darren, Julia, good to see you. Great to be here. What a fun season this is, right? 
I know. Listen, and, and I just threw it out there. I'm just assuming since you are from Port Washington and I saw that photo of you rocking the Mets shirt, hanging out with uh, KB, that you are a, Mets, a lifelong Mets fan. Oh, yeah. Am I wrong? Oh, yeah. There are, there are seats from Shea in my parents' basement. Uh, I mean, I grew up taking the train to Shea Stadium, now taking the train to City Field. You know, 06 still breaks my heart. 2015 was cool, but, you know, you'd like to see them win the whole thing. So, yeah, Mets fan since I was born. That's awesome. And that's what makes him so easy to root for. It's like all the other guys in our broadcast booth, lifelong Except Mets Except for Wayne. <laughs> Wayne is from Chicago. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> we don't let him forget it. You know, it's funny. Uh, we are going to get to it in a little bit. I did ask Wayne for, uh, to, you know, to submit a question that we could ask you. And his, oh, res- his first response was, my first question is, why is Jake getting on the show before me? <laughs> and I had to let Wayne know that he was on the show. <laughs> in like 2017 so you know shout out to wayne for uh his memory but uh yeah it's pretty I won't funny forget this experience with you guys i promise yeah. no don't yeah make sure you don't forget it when you're when you're yeah. uh big time doing the super bowl like kb one day yes for sure and having said that like you know when we heard that howie was going to be taking a step back from all of the the long road trips and stuff we're like oh my god who's going to replace him it seems like you came out of nowhere so like h- how did this happen how did you find yourself in this wonderful <laughs> position that you're in I mean, when you figure it out, let me know, because I'm still trying to figure out how this all happened and how I've gotten so lucky to have this chance. I mean, the truth is that a lot of it was kind of out of the blue. Um, About late February, maybe the last week of February, I literally stumbled across a job posting online for, you know, Odyssey looking for a fill-in play-by-play person. And I kind of just applied online, threw my name in the ring, so to speak. And, you know, I'm lucky enough that I've had a relationship with Howie and Wayne going back a number of years. You know, my first job out of college was with the Brooklyn Cyclones. And while I was with the Cyclones, I came up to City Field and I shadowed them in the booth and got to know them. And they've been giving me advice and feedback on my stuff for, for years now. So there's a relationship that exists. And so after I saw this posting, I emailed Howie, I emailed Wayne, I said, hey, I just saw this. What can you tell me? Do you think I'd be a good fit for this? Uh, And if so, you know, who should I talk to? And they were kind enough to connect me with, you know, the right people over at Odyssey and WCBS 880. And it kind of just went from there. And then about a month after all this, uh, lo and behold, I got a phone call. And now here we are about three months later. So it really was kind of a whirlwind out of the blue thing. Wow. That's an insane. It's That's awesome. It's so insane. And it, like Julia said as well, it's, it makes it so easy for us to want to root for a guy like you, you know, uh, relatively young well, still you. and, you know, grinding, you know, right out of college and you're already in the booth with Howie and Wayne. And, um, and isn't it always nice to know that like the people you look up to and idolize are actually really good people. Like that's the best part of that. Yes. Program, that they were so willing to help. That's awesome. And they've been willing to help for for years now, you know, from Brooklyn to Winston-Salem, from Winston-Salem to Richmond, from Richmond to Omaha, and now Omaha to, well, I guess right now I'm in a hotel room in Des Moines, but but you get the idea, you know, from Omaha to New York, they've been, they've been awesome every step of the way. So you just wrapped up that 10-game stretch, and the Mets, you know, the Mets went 5-5. Five and five. Um, How'd it go for you, though? So are, are, is it, the, <laughs> when you go to these ballparks, is it the first time you're also going there? Like, if like, Oh, yeah. You know, so San Diego, San Francisco, you know, wherever you've been, that's all new for you, right? So I've been to a couple of ballparks here and there over the course of, you know, my life, but uh, I'd only been to Petco Park once. That was for the winter meetings like three years ago. Um, I'd been to Dodger Stadium once, and that was during the offseason, did like one of those offseason tour kind of things. Um, and had never been to Angel Stadium in Anaheim. So, yeah, for the most part, all these places that, you know, we're going to, it's my first time there. It was my first time in Denver. It was my first time uh, in San Francisco at Oracle Park. I mean, you can rewind to April. It was my first time in Arizona. Heck, it was my first time in the state of Arizona, let alone the ballpark. 
Um, and it was my first time, you know, at Bush Stadium in St. Louis. So one of the neat things is that I get to experience these ballparks for the first time. But I also understand that there are a lot of Mets fans who have also never been to these ballparks for the first time. And so I've tried to make it a point that on the first day we're there or maybe the second day we're there to really try and, you know, take a lap or two around the ballpark and see all the little things that make those ballparks special. So I can bring those to life on the air and kind of share the experience of getting to know a place with everybody who's tuning in. It's been fun. Right. And, and having said that, I remember Gary told a story on air after I think it was your first game of of an incident that happened in a stadium you hadn't been to before. Can you tell us in your own words what happened? I'll never forget this for the rest of my life, Julia. And you know what? It makes it makes that, you know, first big league game, that debut uh, a lot more memorable than, you know, it would have been regularly. So, you know, Gary told this story the next day, but literally first first big league game I've ever had the chance to do. First time I'm in the booth with Wayne and calling a Mets game. Um, it's, I think, the Friday in Arizona, whatever day of the week it was. It ended in a while. Uh, but it's up. Wayne was uh, in a we're uh we're, on, we're losing your audio for a second i don't know if someone's clicking on your hold on give us one second fact checkers do you hear what we hear it sounds a little we call it like we we have the live comments on the side and we hear we call them the fact checkers it's a, it's a good thing um try to maybe take the headphones out and see if you can do it without it no i mean like turn them off Hold on. Live show, guys. Professionals. Now we got nothing. You got to unmute. Let's see. Hello? Oh. How's that? Is that better? Can you guys hear me now? Perfect. Yes, we can. All right. From the top. All right. So, <laughs> from the top. so, so we're in Arizona. And yes. It's, and it's my, first, it's my first big league game. And if the game goes into extra innings, Basically, I do the 10th, Wayne does the 11th, so on and so forth. We kind of go back and forth with the extra innings. And I'm just, you know, thinking about doing the actual game. It's the first one I've ever done. So I'm just riding the wave, enjoying the moment. Um, Mets are in front, five to four. They're, they're doing great. Looks like it's going to be a Mets win, first game. So I'm down on the field getting ready to do post-game interview after the game ends. That's one of my responsibilities. So, you know, middle of the ninth inning, I went down, you know, right by the gate, right kind of where Gelbs is getting ready to do the same thing. And we're waiting for the final out. And I'm probably going to grab James McCann because he hit a home run in that game. And it was his first one of the season, first one in a while. And then all of a sudden, Edwin Diaz gives up a game-tying homer to Dalton Varsho. And with two outs in the ninth inning. And I know that I've got to do the 10th inning if the game winds up being tied. And I swear, as soon as the ball left Varsho's bat, and it was clear that it was going to be a home run off the bat to right field, I turned around and I started sprinting back upstairs to the booth at Chase Field, knowing that it was my first time in this place. And I didn't have like the best idea of where I was going. And it turns out that I was right. I did not know where I was going because I got lost on my way back up to the booth. I found this random staircase on the third base side. And I was like, you know what? Staircases go up. The press box is up. Let me take this staircase and go up. So I reached the level of the press box. Sure enough, the door is locked. And I'm freaking out because the inning has ended at this point. So we're between innings. We're about to go to the 10th. And I'm supposed to call the 10th inning and I'm not in the booth, nor am I near it. I sprint back down the staircase. I find an usher and I'm like, hey, you know, how do I get back up to the, to the press box? And he's like, oh, you got to go to an elevator on the first base side. So I'm on the third base side. I sprint over there. I find the elevator. I get in the elevator. You know, when you're watching like one of those action movies that's kind of got some comedy in it where they're having a fight scene 
and they wind up in the elevator and everything just like pauses for a while. And there's like some funny elevator music and nothing happens. It, it was kind of like that because I'm freaking out this entire time trying to figure out what's going on and whether or not I'm going to get back to the booth in time. And I'm just in the elevator and I've got to wait for the elevator and I'm at the whim of this elevator. We finally get up to the floor, the doors open, I shoot out of it like a cannon. The, the press level there is kind of like a maze. There's a bunch of these random little hallways. I guessed correctly, <laughs> going to the left, wound up finding the booth. I get in the booth with maybe 10 seconds left in, in our break before we come back on the air and I'm huffing and puffing. Look, if there's one thing I've learned, I need to go to the gym a little bit more because I'm like completely and totally out of breath. And there's a few moments before, you know, Wayne tosses the broadcast to me to do the play by play where he brings it back on the air and he's setting it up and saying, you know, you know, now here's Jake. And so he's giving me a little bit of extra time to catch my breath. And I'm standing there taking like the biggest breaths I've taken in my life. Meanwhile, like in my head, it's like, oh my goodness, this is the 10th inning of my first big league game. Something's going to happen in like the first pitch and I'm going to make like some out of breath, terrible call. And that's going to be my introduction to major league baseball and wayne was gracious enough to take a few extra moments tossed it to me uh by maybe the third pitch i had my breath back and then you know lo and behold not too long after that starling Marte beats out that grounder up the first baseline uh the call gets overturned so that was a weird wrinkle in there too uh the mets win the game six to five and i got to say that the mets won in my first big league game it was pretty pretty special that's awesome. What a Mets That's... start to your Mets career. Yeah, right? 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 you totally Mets that one up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Listen, I've, I'm a bit older than you and, and Julia, and I've been listening to games on the radio since the 80s. And honestly, the, I'm not just blowing smoke up your butt. Like the, the transition for me listening has been kind of seamless. Like I feel like you're very comfortable, um, you know, and, you know, you and Wayne, to me, I feel like have a great chemistry together. And I just been enjoying it so much already. So. I, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the future with you. Hopefully Odyssey decides to keep you around after this year. I don't know if you just have a one-year deal or however, whatever it is, but, um, so what I want to know is like, now that you're on this stage, I mean, you've been doing play-by-play, -play, like you said, you know, you're doing it right now when you're not with the Mets and you did the Cyclones and, and so on and so forth. Some, some, uh, other sports as well in college. Um, what's the prep like? Is it much different now that you, that you're doing these games or is it the same as you would for a, a different game? Uh, what's the prep been like for you? Well, first, thank thank you for saying that because you know coming into this stage and coming into a booth that's as legendary as this one, you know it's daunting. It's one that I've grown up listening to, and I want to make sure that that transition is seamless. Look, I'm not going to fill the shoes of the people that I'm actually supposed to be filling. There's there's no possible way, but if I can make it at least close to that, you know I feel like I've I've succeeded a lot. And so for you to say that as someone who's listened as closely as you've listened for a long time, that, that means a lot, so thank you. Um, mm. As far as the prep goes, it's it's a little bit of the same. It's a little bit different. You know, at the minor league level, there's a little bit less information that exists, to say the least. You know, the statistics and stuff are out there at a little bit more of a superficial basis. Um, the biographical details that you can find on players are not as existent because there's not as much coverage. So there are not as many people writing feature stories and profiles and things like that about some of the players at the minor league level. Um, that being said, you can always find some good stuff in like a college bio or something like that. But for some of the players that come from, you know, Latin America, there's a little bit less information that has been reported about them to this point. And so, you know, finding that stuff is a little bit more challenging. And at the minor league level, you've really got to talk to the players every single day and find out as much as you can. And, and, I, and I do that um, to the best of my ability. And I do that, you know, with the Mets too. I talk to those guys as much as I can because that's where the great stuff and great nuggets 
come from. At the big league level, of course, there's there's way more information. There are more numbers and statistics and things available than you can possibly go through on a daily basis. And honestly, it's a little overwhelming, like how much is out there. You know, you can really dig into the stack task stuff. You can dig into the advanced metric stuff. You can look at just, you know, your basic statistics too. And it's it's too much to really, you know, soak in. So the, the goal is to figure out, you know, what's important, what's interesting, what's going to help you tell the story both of that player and of the game. And also there's just more information about there in general about these guys that's already known. And that's the biggest difference. You know, like people know that Max Scherzer has two different colored eyes. You know, they know who he is as a person. He's going to the Hall of Fame. He's been around the league for a long time. I'm not introducing people to Max Scherzer the same way I'm introducing a minor league fan base to a player that they've never heard of before. And so you've got to dig a little bit deeper and you've got to talk to these players and find these stories. And that's where the prep kind of differs a little bit is that it's, it's a lot more day of, you know, what is, what is new today as opposed to what this guy has done in his career. And that's why the time in the clubhouse and during batting practice and talking to these guys is so important. You might remember the other night when Edwin Diaz was facing Mike Trout, you know, that was high baseball theater. And that was so, so cool to watch. And it just so happened that earlier that day, I was in the clubhouse talking to Edwin about his memories of facing Mike Trout as a rookie. And I was like, you know, when you were in Seattle and you faced Mike Trout for the first time, you know, I'm guessing it was like, whoa, this is Mike Trout, you know, and now it's probably a little different because you're more established and you've been pitching better. You know, you're an all-star pitcher. You know, he's probably similar, more like another guy. And he pretty much said exactly that. He said he remembered this time when he was a, a rookie, when he faced Mike Trout and Albert Pujols back to back and he struck them both out. And he said he remembered after that, it was a huge confidence builder. Like, whoa, I just struck out two of the game's best hitters, two future Hall of Famers back to back. You know, I'm here and I'm and I'm doing this. But, you know, that at bat against Trout the other night, any other any other player and Diaz blew him away with that fastball. And it was awesome to watch. But getting that insight from the players, that's the biggest key. Um, and that's one of the bigger differences, too, is that, it, you know, there's new stuff, something new every day. That's such an interesting point. Well, yeah, and it's that's why I like listening to the broadcast because yeah. it's like there's 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 only so much you can get on on TV because not that they prep different or they want to give you different information, but they're you have to paint the picture as right. well. They as, can lean on the visual, whereas well, like, you guys have to create that's it. That's why I kind of like to in the beginning of the radio broadcast. I don't. It's either I don't know if if you do this as well, Jake, but I know that Howie, uh, not Howie, Wayne used to do it when they were together. Uh, he would always uh, describe the uniforms yes. like, oh, what, what are you wearing today? Like, yeah, who's wearing this? Every day. It's great. yeah, I love it. It's like, you know, what what uniform they're wearing. Just yeah. So you can like kind of like picture what's going like on. You're you know? there. I love we were, it. We were razzing him a little bit because the Angels debuted their City Connect jerseys. Yeah, I like uh, on Saturday, the night that he was on TV doing the SNY broadcast. So it was up to it was up to me and Ed to describe the City Connect jerseys. And we knew that we just we wouldn't be able to do it the same way that Wayne delivers his fashion report every night. Yeah, I, I, I do like the fashion report. It's, I it's, love that. it's, uh, it's up my alley. So uh, this one's from Wayne, but I think you kind of answered it before why you got to the park so early, but he wanted to know why you got to the park 10 hours early. <laughs> and is it just so you don't get stuck in an elevator or is it I probably just to explore, right? Yeah, I mean, most of it is basically just to explore because I've never been to these places before. And the truth is, and I've, I've told Wayne this too, you know, I can sit in the hotel and do some of the prep that I'm going to do or go out to lunch somewhere and, you know, scroll on my phone and read some articles. But I can also do all that stuff at the ballpark. And frankly, at least at this stage of my career, I'd rather be at the ballpark. And I hope the joy of being at the ballpark is something that that never wanes. You know, looking out over a field from the broadcast booth, it's it's the best view in sports. So why not soak that up as much as I can? And I also know that getting to the ballpark a little bit earlier 
one less variable to worry about. You know, when am I going to get to the ballpark? How am I going to get to the ballpark? Places yeah. that I've never been before. And yeah, a lot of it is also, I then build in the time to explore these places and get to see, you know, the different nooks and crannies of these ballparks, like walking around Oracle Park and learning that it's not just one slide in the Coca-Cola bottle, there are two slides that are up there and they're called the guzzler and the twist off. Like that's something that, you know, I built in time to make sure I could go to the ballpark and learn about that place to try and teach everybody about that place a little bit more. So yeah, I get to the ballpark a little bit early, uh, maybe earlier than most because I just like being there. I like experiencing all these places and also giving myself a little bit more time to digest them and get ready before, you know, the clubhouse opens. And frankly, that's when the day can kind of go in a bunch of different directions that you don't really know, you know, and so I'd rather be there and be prepared for the day to go in different directions than kind of get there as, you know, the clubhouse is opening and, and the chaos begins. The That's good what chaos. I do on, on our outing days. I like to go to the game the night before just because I, I don't think I'm ever going to go back to Anaheim. Right. Um, yeah, so, I usually don't do many of the pregame parties when we go away because I'd rather get in the stadium. Early. Right. So like, I'll get a ticket to the Friday game and explore, walk around, mm-hmm. check the place out. And then on outing day, I'm usually just like glued to my my seat or the section. So I, I totally get it on that front. So. Um, I got to pull up a photo here that I have saved because I came across this yesterday when doing a little prep for this show. And I saw this photo of you and KB at City Field in so like precious. 2014. Um, so yeah, his hair is all gray now. Yeah, yeah, his hair is gray and you're like an adult. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm a child there. I still have that shirt though. Nice. So that's awesome. what I, I love that when things still fit after like almost a decade. So. <laughs> Um, oh, I but guess don't ask me if I've worn it recently. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a lot in common, uh, besides just being Mets fans who, who eventually found your way to work with the team. But uh, so uh, tell us a little about maybe your relationship with KB or or what this photo is all about. It's just a, was it a random meeting at City Field or was that planned? No, I mean it wasn't. It wasn't planned, but it also wasn't random. So you know, one of the things that KB and I have in common is that we both have celiac disease. So we have to eat gluten-free and there's a lot more that goes into that, but that's for another time. But bottom line, we both have celiac disease. And I was diagnosed in May of 2009. So I had just turned 14 years old right around then. And it was right as City Field was, was opening. And KB had been hosting these celiac awareness nights at City Field kind of annually, uh, 2009, 2010, 2011, so on and so forth. And I would go to them every year because it was, you know, it was a community that I was a part of, this celiac community, and it combines, you know, celiac and baseball and obviously KB. And so I got to know him a little bit through those interactions. And, you know, I would ask him for advice and and things like that because it was a career path that I was interested in. And he was really one of the first people that I looked up to in this industry because, A, he was visible on SNY and I knew who he was. B, he had celiac. And so there was that connection there, like, oh, somebody that has the same thing that I do is doing this at this high of a level, it's possible for me too. And then, you know, come, you know, the summer of 2014, I wound up, I was an intern at SNY after my freshman year of college. And so I got to know him a little bit closer through that too, and so on and so forth, you know, throughout college. And, you know, it's been, it's been really cool to see where his career has gone. And now he's calling the Super Bowl. I mean, that's, yeah. that's crazy. Awesome. But, but looking back at that picture, uh, that was, that was really cool, especially, you know, after this opportunity came about and, you know, we realized, you know, what that connection was, you know, saying, could you imagine then what is happening now? Uh, it's yeah. just, it's just really special. Both of you guys. So yeah. Cool. So cool. So I was texting with him yesterday and he said, he's so happy for you. But, um, I asked him for another question, just like I asked with, uh, Wayne and his, his question was, uh, what was the exact moment where you felt like you made it? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, 
I don't know. Part of me thinks it hasn't happened yet. Part of me thinks that it really was that first game where, you know, Wayne tossed it to me for the first time and it kind of hit me like, wow, we're, we're here. Like this is, this is really happening because until that point it was like, okay, this is planned to happen, but who knows what's going to happen between now and then. I mean, look, I got the job to call the games in Omaha in December of 2019 and didn't actually call a game to the storm chasers until May of 2021. Because again, who knows what's going to happen that time. It was a pandemic. Uh, I'm not saying that that was going to happen again, but basically I wasn't counting any chickens. And yeah, there was a moment that first game where, you know, wow, this is happening. And then the Mets score a run, you know, during one of the innings that I'm calling and it's a little bloop single from Pete Alonso. And so, you know, I called the first run of my big league career and like, whoa, this is, this is different. Then James McCann, it's a home run. I think it's in the, in the seventh inning of that game. And that's the first home run that I get to call at this level. And whoa, this is this is different. So I think there have been a bunch of minor moments along the way that have kind of made me realize, like, wow, we're here. I, I've, I've made it, so to speak. Um, I don't know that there's been a moment where, you know, I feel as though, oh, I've made it. You know, we're doing great. We're crushing it. You know, everything's everything's smooth sailing from here on out because I'm still learning so many new things every day from Wayne, from Madge, from Howie, from Gary, from everybody involved, where you're trying to get a little bit better every single day. And, you know, I felt like this past road trip especially was, was a really good one because there were a lot of games in a row. It was 10 games in 11 days. There's a consistency aspect of doing this that helps you feel a little bit more comfortable. I feel like this trip, I got my sea legs under me a little bit. So I think there have been a lot of different moments along the way. But that first game especially, you know, getting introduced on the air, um, calling a Mets run, the James McCann homer, saying the Mets won in that 10th inning. Those were all moments where, you know, this dream turned into reality. And so I think that's the best way I can answer that question. But at the same time, I'm still, you know, excited about the moments that are coming where, you know, it hits me that this is real and this has happened um, because that's kind of been happening every single game. It had to be pretty incredible, too, to be, you know, a fan and going to games at City Field. And then you also called that one uh weekday day game in the booth with Howie at City Field. Mm. So like just yeah. like you guys in there calling the game had to be like, oh, my God, what was that like? Like like you said before, I'd like be shaking, <laughs> getting to the game early and, and, you know, having that view and doing your prep and whatever. But then like you look to your right or your left and it's Howie freaking Rose and you're at City Field calling a Mets game. Crazy. That had to be also incredible. Yeah. So uh, it's actually kind of funny. That was a day that I did not get to the ballpark early at all. In fact, I didn't get, <laughs> to, the know that place. I didn't get to the ballpark until about two o'clock. Uh, until, you know, pit, first pitch was at 3.10. And oh. I'll tell you a quick story. It was, it was pretty much a, a whirlwind. Um, obviously, there was the rain out on Monday that pushed it to a doubleheader on Tuesday. And there were some schedules that got moved around and Gary wound up not being available for the TV side. And so Wayne hopped over from radio to fill in on TV for the doubleheader. And so I got a phone call Monday afternoon, maybe 24 hours before first pitch on Tuesday, basically asking if I could be in New York to call this doubleheader with Howie. And I'm in Omaha at the time. Omaha. And I'm thinking, I thought I was only doing road games. Like now I have the chance to do a game at City Field with Howie Rose. Like I'm I'm gonna figure out a way to get there. Um, getting getting to places from Omaha is is not the easiest thing in the world, especially short notice. Uh, there weren't any flights out of Omaha that would get me to LaGuardia on time. And so you know it was kind of scrambling around Googling flights. How do I get there? Turned out the only flight I could find was a 7 a.m. flight from Des Moines, ironically, uh, that would land me at LaGuardia at like 10 o'clock. And so I immediately booked it. And it was Tuesday morning flight, so day of. 
So I wake up at like 3.30 in the morning on Tuesday in Omaha, drive to Des Moines. It's like a two-hour drive. Easiest drive in the world, though. It's one road. Literally, you can't get lost because there's nowhere to turn. It's just me, a bunch of cows, some cornfields, and a wind turbine. And so I'm driving to the airport uh, in Des Moines. I get to the airport at like, you know, 5.45. Sure enough, the flight's delayed for like two hours. And this is turning into my worst nightmare. And I'm thinking, I'm never going to get there in time. You know, how he's going to be flying solo. You know, this isn't going to happen. Uh, finally, you know, the flight takes off around nine. I land at LaGuardia at like one, one fifteen. uh, get my bag, get in a, you know, a lift and make it over to city field by like one forty-five, one fifty for this three ten first pitch that I found out about 24 hours ago. I literally filled out the lineups in my scorebook on the plane, uh, because I knew there'd be less time at the ballpark once I got there. So I missed the clubhouse being open. I missed batting practice. I missed, you know, Buck Showalter's press conference before the game. And I'm just kind of scrambling. And first thing that Howie says to me when I get there, you know, first off, he's, you know, welcome, Jake. You know, great to see you. Glad you made it. But he calmed me down immediately. He said, you know, it's a baseball game. You've done this before. We're going to have fun. And, and we did. We got to call 18 innings of baseball together. And, you know, you talk about, like, some of the moments where you're like, wow, like, I made it. Or, wow, this is a little bit different. There was kind of one of those, like, visceral memories of that first game, the Mets win. And I'm, I'm sitting there in the booth, Howie's to my left, and I hear him say, put it in the books. And it is just like the coolest thing ever to be sitting there next to him, you know, with the headset on, watching and hearing him say that in person. Uh, yeah. That was a moment that, that, I'll, that I'll never forget. So cool. That's incredible, man. So uh, listen, we wish you all the success. Hopefully we're going to see you around for years to come. And uh, we for appreciate sure. your time on the show. Are, are your Mets, uh, are, are your Mets, are your, is your family, are they Mets fans as well? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like this I said, awesome. you know, Shea Stadium, stay, Shea seats in the basement. Oh yeah. Uh, you we, said were that. At, we were at games three and four of the world series in 2015. Uh, been Mets fans forever. And, you know, hopefully I'll get to meet you guys in person at some point. Like, yeah. I, I dropped the ball big time. Yeah, I dropped the ball in Colorado. I'm sorry about that. I don't know if Julia saw. I uh, heard about this. Wayne showed up at the, we were hanging out at a bar on Friday night and I took a photo with him and I added Jake. I'm like, where are you at, Jake? And he replied, like, I, I didn't get the invite. I'm like, oh, <laughs> man, I'm so sorry. Nobody nobody told me. I didn't get the invite. That's, that's okay, though. Next time. Next time. Next time for sure. Absolutely. All right, man. All the best. We appreciate your time. Thank you guys so much. Take care. Thank you. That was excellent. That was so yeah, awesome. speaking of like his his family being Mets fans, like it has to be such a great feeling if that you know to see their their son who I don't think he's even thirty years old Crazy. yet. Crazy. I think he's like booth. my age because I was fourteen in two thousand nine. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's my. Oh age. Oh my god, in two thousand, I was twenty nine. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. Thanks Wild. to Jake for coming on the show. So that was cool. great. Also, did anyone else feel like he looked like if Michael Conforto and Brandon Nimmo had a baby? I mean, that is a compliment. But I saw both. Anybody else? Let me know. We'll have to do a side by side. Yeah. I'll do it later. <laughs> <laughs> so before we uh, before we go, we obviously have to give a, a gigantic shout out to our beer sponsor, oh, of course. Coney Island Brewing Company. We're going to be out there next weekend, which is crazy. My schedule's freaking nuts. Just got back from Anaheim. We got Father's Day game this weekend, and the Ooh. weekend after that, we're going to be in Coney Island. But if you happen to be at the ballpark tonight, definitely stop by their portable bar at City Field in Section One Fourteen. They're selling their limited season releases in addition to the Mermaid and Merman beer, which we actually have here on the table. Haven't cracked one open yet today, but I will tonight. So the Beach Beer is their super limited release, and it's only available until August. 
But if you haven't heard, you can also sign up at the Portable Bar to be in the running for free season tickets for next season, which is freaking incredible. So if you get there, you'll see when you're, you know, when you're waiting online to order your order your beverage, there's a QR code. You could scan it and you could enter. But if you happen to not be going to a game anytime soon, or maybe you're, uh, uh, you know, going to be watching from home or listening on the Odyssey app, you can go right here and text to. 855-933. I should have zoomed in a little bit more here. 855-933-4223. Just the word Coney Mets. All one word, no spaces. Coney Mets. 855-933-4223. That puts you in the running to win uh, two Mets season tickets for next season. $100 uh, at a brewery gift card. And then all along with Coney Island Mets shirts, hats, and pint glasses. Whole bunch of stuff. Really awesome. We're happy to have them as part of the show. Tasty beer. We love it. And you will too, I promise, if you give it a shot. So if you want to visit the brewery, they are at 1904 Surf Avenue in Brooklyn, New York, at the home of the Brooklyn Cyclones. They have 12 taps of limited brewery brewery only exclusive beers, a full kitchen, and the indoor-outdoor patio. So we're definitely going to be out there next weekend before our outing. If you didn't buy tickets to that yet, go to uh, thesubline.com for all that information. But um, yeah, we love it. Can't wait to do more fun things with them on Thank July. Thank you for sharing the wealth with me today. Absolutely. Did the BF like the beers that he you brought home last week? He didn't get to have it yet. What? I I didn't. It's at my apartment, and I haven't been. He's I hasn't been there, so I will get it to him, and we'll report back next. Week. Okay. Well, he's gonna love it. So the of beer course. here, beer which they made, it's their exclusive brewery only, unless you're friends with us and you have one here. Uh, brewery only drop where it is. They come in four packs, I believe. You probably can get. Actually, you can. You can get a growler filled. Or just buy the pint at the brewery. But if you want to take it to go, they do four packs. I hate that sound. I don't know why that is. Um, but uh, yeah, that's the beer. That's 8.6% and 4.1 in the, what is it, IBU? Uh, Those are terms. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think it's, um, no, the 4.6 ABV and 4.1 IBU. Yes. Uh, which is in honor of the franchise and obviously the 86 World Series champion Mets. So um, July 29th, though, Friday, Arugas. Patchog, we're doing a viewing party. It's Mets happening. versus Marlins, uh, which it won't be rained out because they have a dome down in, Mi- in Miami. So Yay. we're doing the whole deal at Patch at Arugas and Patchog. Coney Island's going to be a sponsor. They're going to be giving stuff away that night. Some Sweet. beer discounts. It's going to be great. So mark your calendars now. Arugas and Patchog, July 29th. So before we go, we have to choose last week's winners. I actually didn't say it at all today. Oh yes, because I dropped the ball tremendously, but. <laughs> To be in the running to win some stuff from much, some stuff from us each week and coin the island, all you have to do is share the show. So hit the little retweet button if you're watching on Twitter. If you're watching on Facebook, hit the little share button. If you're listening afterwards, go to one of those platforms to get involved. All you have to do is share the show, and that's how you're in the running. So each week we select one winner on Facebook, one winner on Twitter, and you get a prize package of Met stuff from Coney Island. So we got pint glasses, we have koozies, we have shirts, we have hats. They have a the official partnership with the Mets. So everything is co-branded, Coney Island and Mets. So we will hook you guys up. So this week's winners, and I'm, I'm talking fast because we have to get we are through running the show out of time. in an hour. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's the only way we can upload it to Instagram if it's an hour or less. So the Coney Island swag of the week on Twitter, it goes to at 
Mookie, 1986 Mets, great name. And on Facebook, our friend Wayne Morrow. Yay, and uh, I'm glad Wayne won because now I don't have to ship it. I will bring <laughs> it on Saturday to the tailgate party. So awesome. speaking of tailgate parties, we're going to run through this year. And uh, while I pull this up, was Brody Van Wagenen right all along about that trade? Or are, are any is anyone going to like give Brody a little respect after the fact and say um, Diaz is probably going to be an All Star this year? Sure, we sure. can do that. I mean, Robinson Cano and kind K- of Kellenic or Kellenic is not even in the league. Yeah, okay. well, neither is Robinson Cano, but no, whatever. I agree. But the we big got piece something. Of, I feel like Cano was like the throw in on that. Yeah, it was Cano just wasn't like the trade. pay his salary. Yeah, right. it was get Diaz, pay Cano's salary. So right, and I agree. Now Cano is wearing a SpongeBob uniform in the <sighs> minors. Humiliating. Yeah. I honestly felt kind of bad. It is what it is. What a fall from grace. So. Join us this weekend at City Field. If you don't have tickets to the game uh, yet, you should go on TickPick. And uh, if yes. you want to join us at the tailgate, all you have to do is just show up. There's no you know, extra fee involved. You don't charge anything besides your parking unless you get dropped off by Uber or you want to walk over from the train. But we will be tailgating in the marina lot, so come on down. You can't miss it. Uh, we're right near the water. There's the grass right there, a really good spot. I'm hoping no rain. I haven't checked the Doppler yet. I should hit up uh, Trout to see what he's saying about that. But... <laughs> Can't miss it. Come on down. Marina lot. Game starts at four. So I'm expecting that fans will start getting to the tailgate by around noon. Yes. I don't think much later than that. Um, Pride night is on Friday. Pride night is on Friday. Big deal. So, um, yeah. Happy that Pride is coming back for another year. Yes. Uh, I don't see it going away anytime soon. Nope. Unfortunately, we are not making the caps this year. Mm-hmm. Just not supply by my chain doing. issues right new yeah. era and uh the global supply chain issues has right. really put a halt halt on everything that's not to say we can't bring them in at a different time of year and mm-hmm. then still do, donate the proceeds sure. but as far as it being like a pride month uh special cap job for june be, it's not going to happen this yeah. year but um since we are going to miss the pride night by a day if you want to show your support on saturday mm-hmm. if you're sitting with us as we have in the past, maybe you want to wear like a wristband or yes. a headband or I'll have the flag fine on the on the truck right. at the tailgate. But by all means, uh, anything we could do to uh, support, show support. And we're I'm not down for we're not going to give a platform to any assholes that exist within the world of baseball. If you know what we're talking about, you know. Um, but yes, it is important to show support. The the rainbow jerseys, hats, they have meaning. There is a reason behind it. And it is to, in one way or another, show your friends in the LGBTQI plus community that you support them without having, I mean, you should say it out loud, but if you're not going to, it's a very easy way to just show your support, make everyone feel safe. And My welcome. whole thing for writing stuff also on Twitter is to show support for people that should never have to fight for exactly. su- acceptance exactly. or support. You know, it's like, just let everyone be who they want to be and shut the fuck up. Exactly. You know, that's, 100%. that's really it. And that's so, all we're going to say about that's that. That's it. So that's an hour. Uh, see you this weekend. The buzzer. Tick pick. Thank you so much. Coney Island Brewing Company. We appreciate your support. The Mets are 40 in 2022. As you can see by this Mr. Met that yes. I actually had to super glue the feet back on. <laughs> uh, these are coming out soon. Share the show to win free stuff. Share the show, win free stuff, subscribe to all that. Thank you so much to Jake. Excellent job on the yes, broadcast. We you, appreciate Jake. you being on the show. Always great to see a Mets fans uh, thrive. And we will see you guys next Tuesday. Let's go Mets. Woo-hoo. Put in the books. <laughs>